friends, it's Faith, and welcome to The Faith Show, where we're navigating the highs and lows and everything in between. We are students, young adults, and people navigating this crazy thing called life. So join us for the ride. We'd like to thank our sponsors again, The Torch Radio, for letting us use the station. We appreciate it. And guess what? First episode of season two. Hooray! <laughs> this is the first episode. It's going to be the first. Breaking ground. Breaking ground. It's. I hope the listeners are fired up for this one because it's a good episode. This is a good one. So, little updates. It's been a while since I've posted an episode, but we're in the swing of things. We're halfway through senior semester. Mm-hmm. Took me a little while to secure the torch again, but now we're here, and um, yeah, I'm really excited to be able to share about new topics that I feel like have been placed on my heart. This topic is something I've talked about with friends, and I was especially inspired by Tory Conference to talk about it. For those of you who are not familiar with Tory Conference, Tory is a conference held by Biola, and this year's theme was grace and truth and yeah and it was really great and I think that we talked about a lot of relevant things that was really good for the population at school but before I introduce the topic of today I would like to preface that the goal of this episode is to open conversations and acknowledge how it's something that girls can struggle with and if you're struggling you're not alone we're just here to share about our own experiences and how we have been learning and growing from that but we are not professionals and if it is interfering in a deeper way within your life like I strongly believe seeking professional help is very important and that could look like therapy um I think would be a great way to help with that mm-hmm. um or the campus pastors or yeah uh, if you're bi- bio students we have campus pastors who are here mm-hmm. reach out um I think it can be very helpful in that and don't feel ashamed for that um So we're going to get started. Our topic this week is masturbation from a female's perspective. And this week's special guest is Ellie Haney, which (laughs) I am so happy about because we have been friends since sophomore year, but this year we've been able to really get closer and deeper in our relationship. And I'm really grateful for her for being able to be open to talk about this topic because it's vulnerable and scary. Mm -hmm. And it's just, she told me like last year when I started the podcast, that she wanted to be on the podcast and now she's here and it's like ah so happy about (laughs) that um but yeah this is a scary topic even now I'm like oh my gosh my mom and dad listen to the podcast my aunties and uncles listen to the podcast Mm -hmm. it's scary but I also think it is so important to talk about this because I think we tend to hear it from the boys perspective within the church at least but we don't get to hear it from girls' perspective and hearing that girls can struggle with this too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, before we dive in, Ellie, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Oh, okay. Um, so in credits, I'm a junior here at Biola, but it's actually my fourth year. I'm the same age as Faith. Um, I'm a communication sciences and disorders major, which is very different from your major. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it's very fun. Um, and I think it's interesting that kind of like connection that we have just totally outside of it. Um, but like we're still such good friends. And it's partially through our Bible classes. Yeah. Shout out Matt Williams. <laughs> In Gospel of John. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm originally from Spokane, Washington. I have a sister and two stepbrothers. Both my parents are remarried. Um, yeah, I think the more important thing about me is that I've struggled with this topic. I've struggled with female masturbation. I've struggled with the idea of sexual immorality, um, probably since middle school, you know, Mm. everybody's, 
probably most vulnerable time. <laughs> um, and I've learned some along the way. Um, I think it's, I personally believe it's a topic that people don't talk about because of it being so taboo, but I think if anyone's going to talk about it, it should be people like us who are wanting to see that change and wanting to have people feel like they've been heard and want to start dialogue within the church about this. I think you pointing out like you want to hear about it from the female perspective too. I'm realizing like as I've gone back, I have very rarely heard people in the church if they're talking about porn or masturbation, very rarely is it a female that's talking about it. That's kind of scary. No, <laughs> it's so it. true. And that's why, like, when we had Tori conference, name, but we had a woman come. Rachel Welcher? Right, yes. And she talked about it and also talked about how, like, she had come in and she had hi- hyped up sex in her mind and she got married and she had it. And then she ended up getting divorced, too, and, like, having to deal yeah. with that. And that's a whole nother separate topic. But just her view on sex in the church and also purity culture and like being peers being a virgin but that's not all it is there's also so much more it's definitely by your heart behind it and really wanting to honor god through that yeah and i love the way that she had called it worship through chastity Mm. that was good yes well i think first and foremost i think a way to start this off is to define what masturbation can be and what that looks like and I kind of have come up with this personal definition it's seeking physical sexual pleasure outside God's intent or design yeah I like that definition it's really good because I think that covers a lot of variety of aspects because I think masturbation is one of those but also just like lust is a big thing that we can do um and also sex outside of marriage which is something that people are participating in Mm. um yeah so what are some ideas you had about it when you were younger I honestly don't know if I had much of an idea about it besides the fact that I knew it was wrong vaguely I think it's not really something that you hear tossed around in the church very much I grew up in the church um but when I got older it was things where it was like it's jokes that you hear Um, whether that be on the school bus or on like, I remember, I mean, Vine was popular when we were like middle school. So stuff like that, where you see it on the internet first. And so you get the, you learn about it because of your friends, not necessarily because of your parents. I feel like a lot of the time. Um, so I learned about it, but I knew like from a Christian standpoint that it was wrong. Um, but then it was also something to like joke about with your friends. And then it graduated into something that was like, okay, I have joked about it. I know it's wrong, but I am the one also doing it. I know it was third grade. I learned what it was from a bunch of boys, but I had only heard Mm. about it just because it was like a thing boys did. I'd understand it was a concept that girls could also engage in, you know? And um, as I got older, I feel like people, you know, were taught in PE class, like, well, it's safe sex because you can't get, like, you can't mm-hmm. get pregnant from this or you can't, you know, you can't make someone pregnant from this. So if you have these urges, you need to have that release. And it was really interesting to grow up in high school and like friends are like, they do it. Um, but then also at church, it's like, no, we can't talk about it. It's not good because masturbation means you're probably watching porn too. Mm-hmm. And so I remember, I feel 
so conflicted about it because I think I still struggle with like because I also have friends within the church who are like oh it's not a bad thing and I remember like google searching and being like is masturbation a bad thing (laughs) god's perspective on masturbation and it's so hard too because it's like what does the bible say and a lot of times it's like so vague and it just points you back to like an original principle and so it's like it is kind of easy for somebody to try and argue their way out of it but it's like but at the end of the day like like i I felt the principle is still there yes very much true and so that's something i think i have just been learning about and as i was reviewing points on this topic i think i've come to my own personal conclusion but i think it's also so heavily focused on what god wants for us too yeah um i think we can talk about kind of like what media said about it what is i don't want to say like the world but what is you know the world saying about it um i feel like a lot of times it's so normalized uh and it's just like everybody does it like why aren't you doing it and a lot of times too like you'll see it portrayed in tv shows or movies or even just like actually experiencing people talking about like wait you don't masturbate like that's so weird everybody does it and then it's very much glorified like I feel like I can't remember if there's been like a specific thing that I've watched or like I can't remember like the name of it at least but it's like a time a character gets like not like vilified but they get really teased about yeah they're not masturbating or that they've only masturbated because they you know can't get any whatever they're they're virgin yeah (laughs) ayo it's like me too (laughs) same Um, it's like oh like i feel bad that i'm there like that i've you know i don't know and so i I agree with that i think that media really portrays like masturbation as something that's normal and a way to discover your body and then also i think as i reflected about that media actually also really affects your viewpoint and how you see it like i was telling ellie and i was telling some friends like i have been watching gossip girl so much i have watched (laughs) i think i've i watched two and a half no one and a half seasons like in a week i eat sleep breathe gossip girl not the best thing for me okay (laughs) but because of this show like i have been thinking about sex so much more Mm. and i think that just shows how media really does affect you and that can also be like the music that you hear the yeah and like the tv shows that you watch like becoming aware of that and now i'm like i need to take a little gossip girl break because it's not great yeah, I had to, I, the, like, the beginning of the semester, I had been watching Grey's Anatomy and had to take a break because I was like, everything about this is, like, super, it's all about the doctors having sex with each other. And I'm like, and I can't do this because it's making me, like, getting, I honestly, super aroused. And I was like, and I can't watch this because this is tempting me in a way that I know is going to lead me down something I don't want in my life. Um, and I think, too, with, like, you know, like, it's, there's literally an episode of Glee with masturbation in it or probably multiple i just remember like one instance specifically and it's like kids are watching that crazy anatomy kids are watching that gossip girl there's a whole new show like reboot that's devoted to it yeah and i think it's it's really a conflicting place to be because i think that god intended sex to be a good thing and he wouldn't mm-hmm. have created sex if we weren't meant to enjoy it But I think Mm -hmm. it's also taking a moment to be like, we should enjoy it in the context of the way that God has designed it. Um, Yeah. And these are some, I think, kind of ideas I've had created because of, like, what media had kind of placed in my head is, like, one that, like, masturbation will make you better at sex. 
I also my this was these are like preconceived ideas that friends I've also come up with told me about when I was um talking about this episode and another thing was like oh it can help you figure out what you like in you know the sexual context Mm. and my friend just goes well I just like to be touched (laughs) (laughs) and I was like that's so real like Uh, so real I think that like you, this I, is, here's the thing it's weird to give yourself a hug <laughs> but in the confines of the world masturbation is said to be okay <laughs> yes so i think it's one of those things too where it's like this is one of the ways that i can make myself or give myself that like physical touch that i'm craving <laughs> it's yes. when you say it like that it sounds so creepy but then again so does it kind of feel creepy to just sit there and hug yourself <laughs> 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 think about it if I just like tickling. see we're so giggly because sex is scary exactly I'm so uncomfortable like I'm it's an uncomfortable topic but like it's also one of those things where it's like just push through it you know it's needed you it's know we needed. have to have this conversation we need to have this conversation yes. <sighs> okay I think mm. what are your friends saying irrelevant I don't think that that matters to us. <laughs> what okay why do you think you masturbated Mm. I think I started because I found myself watching porn and then I would get aroused, but I knew that I could take care of that feeling because I feel like when I watched porn and then I, when I watched it and then I would get aroused, I would feel incredibly guilty because I knew it was morally wrong according to the Bible. And so I feel like the logical thing was like, okay, like get rid of that feeling. And that's really hard when you're really young and like figuring out what that feeling is um, to be like. Because it does feel good. And it's yeah. like, it does feel nice. We wouldn't do it if it didn't feel nice. Exactly. Exactly. And it's one of those things where it's like, well, I just need to like take care of this feeling. Like, I think the body's natural ideas solve the problem. What mm. is the problem? How do I fix it? Solve it. Like, naturally, that's what you want to do in order to get everything back to balance and homeostasis or whatever. And so it was like... It feels like a little itch sometimes. Yeah. Like, I need to itch this itch. I actually haven't too th- like thought too deeply about, like, why I started to do it. I think besides the idea of, like, I felt like it was good and, like, I it was a good feeling to like scratch the itch and so i did in order to resolve the situation i think mine was one it's a great distressor like it feels really nice okay, okay. Is- i think my reason behind it was that i think it's like okay i'm content in my singleness but this is one thing i feel like being content like god can't pleasure me sexually I think just to be completely real, it's like I have a friend who does feel like he is completely called to celibacy mm. and I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I just don't I think that like sex is such a wonderful, beautiful thing. Can't wait to have it. <laughs> <laughs> but I also am very much wanting it to have it in the context that glorifies God. I agree. And that was also like a th- another reason I was like God, like, another fear of mine is that I was going to die without having sex. Like, I have been placed in some, like, scenarios. I was like, this is it. I'm going to die right now. And I was like, frick, (laughs) I haven't had sex yet. Come on, on, Jesus, please. And so I felt like this was, like, the closest thing I could get to it. And it feels nice to some extent. 
But in reality, I think it made me feel really crappy. Agreed. Like, it takes over my life because it's like a part of me, like, craves it. But it's not like the itch is fully, like, no more itch. It's like, okay, you you kept it at a bay for a little bit. But then it's like you want to keep going for it. It's episodic. And you're chasing after this feeling that just isn't there. Because and I think that is truly because it's not in the way that God designed it to be. But also, sex isn't all that it's going to be, and it's, you're not going to find 100% fulfillment in that. But yeah. I think it's also, like, this is, masturbation is for self-pleasure. You know, it's for self. It's a selfish act. Mm. You know, you're only doing it for you, whereas I think sex is a beautiful thing because it's two becoming one, and it's a sense you're dying to, for your, you're dying to yourself to love and show your love to another. Mm. And I don't know, that's what I've just been thinking about. It's like, you know, maybe the sex aspect won't feel as good, but it's like, oh, allowing, like, this idea that your partner is enjoying it too, that could help you, I don't know, get off to it. I don't know, haven't been there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, How have you been on this journey have you been able to share it with others or how's that been for you how's this journey been for you yeah um I feel like I haven't been as open about my physical like sexual immorality I haven't been open about the fact that I have physically masturbated before with friends um you are one of the few that I've been open with about it I can't remember how many people I've told. It's probably not more than three. Mm. Um, just because it feels like a very, it's like a very taboo subject kind of thing. It's scary. But it's also like, I'm not going to tell anybody. Like, and that's, I think, one of those things too, where it's like, if you do choose to talk about masturbation and like what you feel is happening when you masturbate, choose who you do it with wisely. I trust you in this. Even though we're broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> the iron. No, but it's so true. Like, I don't think, yeah. I, I don't know if people are going to come up to me and be like, Faye. <laughs> yeah. So you masturbate. Like, yeah. Well. I wish I had talked to my, like, high school youth leader about it more. Mm. Um, because I think I would have been able to kind of get to a point with my temptation, with my struggles with it and a lot faster, which would have been so probably so helpful for me um but also because I would have probably felt like I had somebody who could help to actually keep me accountable I've had accountability partners before not necessarily with masturbation um and I have been open I believe with one other person I'm gonna be honest the other thing too is I tend to forget a lot of conversations so like I'll remember that we had a vague conversation about something or like something specific like I know I've had a conversation with pornography about with somebody here at Biola I'm not gonna name names mm-hmm. or like my relationship no, with them should, yeah um but and like we've agreed to be accountability partners but I don't know if we ever actually named that we have physically masturbated I can't this remember is, if we were that specific. okay I would like to say I personally I mean I have watched pornography but pornography is not what I would use I think that another aspect that we should talk about is for a woman like this is something another way that we can get aroused is either do through books Ugh, agreed books like and then i mean i think shows like an example is like bridgerton too though like i could, i literally haven't watched it for that reason don't watch it it's so sexy bro <laughs> but it's like because 
I think porn is hot take tailored to men because it's like oh, yeah. it's tailored to men because it's not making love. Okay, it's just hot sex. As these other shows portray and books like describe this whole like foreplay action, these other elements. What's the tension? The tension that I think really gets women going. Let's talk and- about smut. Okay. Please. Because young... I just want to read a fantasy book that doesn't have anything in it. Young woman... Like, that's honestly the first time I read Smut. Like, I was reading... It was a big thing in seventh grade. Read One Direction fan fiction. And oh. I was like... Yeah. Love. <laughs> YN, that is me. Me dating <laughs> Harry Styles. Yes. YN is equated to Ellie in my mind. Like, <laughs> yes. literally, I read it and it's not even, like, a hazard anymore. Like, it is an obstacle me. to get through in order to make myself feel like I'm there. It's me. <laughs> I'm the I am the faceless character. I am YN. So, for the men possibly listening to this, YN is your name. <laughs> fair enough. Fair it's enough. your name. So, okay? those of you who are noobs at Smut. Yeah, it's, or like just or fan, fan fiction. Yeah, fan fiction in general. They always like, they'll write stories and it's like from your point of view, yada, yada, yada. Anyways, like I was just reading this one about like Harry Styles, and, but like it jumped out at me, man. Like I didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. I was like, Harry Styles, oh my gosh. I'm impregnated by Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it starts off, like, so innocent, too, where it's, like, you see one thing and it's, like, what, you guys made out against a wall. Wow. And then it's, like, oh, that was kind of fun to read. And then you, like, oh, keep scrolling. Oh, they it so well. Like, I wonder yeah. what it would be like. And so then, then you, you yeah, it's you a rabbit watching. hole. Because, like, in, in theory, it's, like, reading about kissing somebody is not bad. Like, that's no. fine. Kissing is not a bad thing. No, 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 not at all. Exactly. And so then it's like, you just end up on this deep dive rabbit hole into, like, smut land. And you're like, how did I get here? <laughs> and so I think that's, yeah, all like... all of a sudden you look over your book and you're like, what? Like, <laughs> but I think that's, like, because women, we love romance. Mm. It's a beautiful thing. Like, I think... I was reading this book called Captivated. Lovely book. Definitely recommend you reading it. Okay. And... It talks about, like, oh, women are designed, like, we are designed in a way that, like, we want to be romanced. That's why, like, another hot topic, it's, like, when men open the door for us, like, it's not a bad thing. We should allow mm. them to do that for us because help a homie out, you know? I'm not trying <laughs> to open my own door. Um, <laughs> but I think it's really interesting to see, like, then we also create this false idea of what that looks like. I mean, it's... You know, because we make it up in our heads. And I I mean, I've caught myself, like, I fall in love with the potential of people Mm. versus for who they truly are. Yeah. And I think, you know, porn also does that for the physical aspects and, you know, about our ideas on sex. And we're not allowing ourselves to, you know, practice it in the way that God has intended it for us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think from there, I know that we have some non-christian listeners but also for the christian listeners i think it's important for us to take a moment to see how it can affect our relationships with god um and i mean masturbation feels nice but i also think it i feel and see it as a bad thing because it takes me away from god and that's my personal conviction you know i think there have been times I was like, oh, I should read my Bible right now or I should read this book that, you know, will help point me closer to God. And then the itch is like, no, come scratch me. And then so then mm-hmm. I go, you know, attend to the itch. But that takes away from my growth and my desire for God to be first and foremost. And also, I think it distorts our relationship with God and others. Mm-hmm. Do you have any points you'd like to make on this? 
I think one of the biggest things that I've felt is that I've I've had a lot of like I've heard a couple sermons about it like whenever I go to conferences and there's like a, a breakout on like porn or sex I'm like ah, I should probably go to that one that <laughs> one's probably most but like got the most potential for me um and one of the things I've seen a lot is just like it creates watching porn or masturbating creates a bond to you and whatever material that was like you haven't now an like emotional tie to it whether or not it's like as significant as you think it is it actually can be quite significant because it creates a rift between you and the lord um and it also creates a rift between you and your partner your eventual like partner i know that because i've masturbated i am very nervous for what my sex life with my partner will look like especially the first time because it's like i'm not necessarily like i actually have no experience i've never had i've never actually had sex with a person before but i have masturbated so it's like that fine line of like I don't know what I like actually but like I do want to be honest with them and I'm assuming my like my spouse will know about this part of my past um but I'm like really nervous about it and it's made me very apprehensive of that moment um which I think is unfortunate because like we've said sex is designed to be good and within the confines of marriage um and so it's kind of like disappointing that that's now where like my head is at when it comes to that and it makes me like nervous about this moment and the judgment i feel like could come about performance anxiety oh for real like it's so scary it's yeah it's difficult i think Mm -hmm. that we yeah we create these ideas in our heads about what it's gonna look like and when we can't just enjoy it how it is and it's unfortunate that this has become the new norm yeah I think also just, like, relating it back to, like, my relationship with God, um, I have, one of my favorite things that I've heard about it was from Dr. Lister, and it wasn't, like, specific to masturbation, but it was the idea of living quorum Deo, where, um, God is with us all the time, so it's not like he isn't in the room when we sin, um, which definitely helped me a lot when I was struggling with masturbation last year, um, but, like, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, but even, like, it doesn't mean I'm not still going to have to go through those trials and temptations. It's not going to say that I su- I'm successful every time. So, now, I think in knowing that and having the knowledge from that class from Theology One that we live Coram Deo, now it's like, oh, every time it's an immediate guilt that I get from that and, an, like, immediate shame. Um, And I think that that's really affected the way that I view my relationship with the father because I now see it in a way where it's like I am so not perfect and I am so not worthy of you um and instead of I think that being like so how like hallelujah that you are so graceful with me that you still call me your daughter but I think the enemy has taken that and twisted it and it's like no you're not good enough you don't deserve this you're right and so you're not going to get it at the end of the day like that little lie and I feel like it's not necessarily something that I believe but there's always that moment like that twinge of guilt in my stomach every time that it like comes up in my head yeah I think something that we have been learning about in gospel of John which is a class Ellie and I are both in is the idea that God takes away our shame Mm -hmm. but I think that for myself this was a shame that felt really large and it's still like something I'm processing to this day about how God can take that away from me and 
I think it distorts my relationship with God because um, it makes me almost feel like unworthy to be able to enjoy sex when I have it in a marriage context because I've done this mm. um, and I know that might be unfathomable for some people who are like well I have had sex and it was great and it felt nice but I think the reason that I am saving myself for marriage is because I want to honor God and love God first and foremost that doesn't mean I don't desire to have sex you know it's seems like a great time (laughs) and a lovely thing but I want to honor God first and foremost and this is a way that I have decided to do so Mm. and I feel like when I masturbate it seems like a cheat for that and it's like a cop-out and that's not the way that I think God wants it and it's like as I mentioned before like it's not meant for us sex is not designed for us to seek our own pleasure but it's also about the other person and like finding pleasure and pleasing other people with that um yeah i don't know it's it's a hard topic and coming to terms with it is interesting because as again i've said like we're women in the church and i feel Mm -hmm. that it's not talked a lot about you know i don't think we can have this open conversation and whereas you know i feel like there's countless times that they host like oh every man's battle men's retreats you know and talking about pornography and it's for men but I'm don't see that for a woman so it's a hard thing and it's very feels very shameful to share even with your closest friends and you know I I'm really grateful for this episode because this episode in itself allowed me to have open conversations with friends that I was like oh I don't know if they would do this and they were like no faith like we have struggled too and I'm thankful that you're going to talk about this on the podcast because I think Mm. it's important for us to see that like women do have these desires and we shouldn't disregard that you know I think that a lot of times within church we're taught like okay men get sexually aroused so how's women can we respect them and how can we cover up and yada 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 like recognizing and respecting that we're all made in the image of God and that we should respect each other Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily think that masturbation is a way to respect yourself and to respect God and others. Hot take. Agreed. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Any last points that you feel like you want to add? I'm just curious, how do you feel like the church or like Biola can improve the conversations and improve the culture around masturbation? I think that it would be nice to have, you know, some chapels talked about, chapels introducing that idea. I think that um, I feel Tory conference was groundbreaking, you know, to have a woman speaking about that. So many women felt heard. So many women felt loved. And I'm really, really grateful for that. And it has been amazing. Um, What else? I think that we should talk about it more with our friends. You know, men talk about it with their friends, I'm pretty sure. Why can't we? You know, and I think that opening up the conversation allows for us to support each other because in my personal experience and also when I talk to other women about it, it's not 
you know, initially maybe it feels nice in the moment, but afterwards we feel not the best. We don't feel that great. And (coughs) one of my friends told me, she's like, I just feel so lonely after I do it. Yeah. And that is just so true. And it's just hard. Um, And I don't know if that's just like the spirit within us that's convicting us or also it's just because it's not the way it was meant to be, you know? Um, Hard topic, but... I don't know, it's an ongoing conversation. I think that we can talk about steps, you know? People are like, okay, we listened to this podcast. We talked about masturbation. What can we do? What are things that we have done to stop? Um, I'm going to be completely honest. Like, I didn't stop until I got back to Viola because during the summer I was really bored and I had the time, so I would go and do it. But mm-hmm. I think to continue forward with that, I'm going to you know, I have to think about this. <laughs> I'm going to try to not put myself in those situations again. I I think you could put easily, like, if you like reading certain things or watching certain things, whatever, you can put parameters and blocks on your phone. Yeah. I think an easy step is an accountability partner, which Ellie talked about how she has. And, like, I've been able to share with my friends. So now if I I'm struggling with these desires I intend to talk to friends about it and be like hey this is not a great thing I've been feeling really horny or something I don't know and so being able to talk about it, I think open dialogue is so strong because we the devil wants us to feel shame and wants us to feel alone and to feel like mm. we're the only people going through this but that's just not the case you know mm. I think this is every girl I've shared with this has essentially told me that they this is something that they have dealt with or they've tried or you know experimented with and it has had negative effects on them and so I think it's like whether you have thought about it or you have done it like every day is a new day his he's what's the new morning mercies or whatever what's it called like absolutely his, no oh his his mercies are new every morning you know mm. and I think it's like yes that could be a part of your past but how can you move forward from here from now you know like Jesus loves you and all sins are equal in their sinfulness but not in their consequences you know I think that if we continue with these paths like it could affect our sex lives later on but we don't know because we haven't got to that part yet maybe when I get married I can revisit this topic we should I think that'd be really cool and like talking about it because I think it's an important thing to discuss and chat and I can't wait for the podcast you're going to have with your spouse. Your spouse. My spouse. spouse. Uh, Yeah, I hope he wants to be on the podcast. He better. He better be careful because you might just start recording. (laughs) Just like, hey, let's sit down here. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. Yeah. No big. (laughs) No big. That would be so funny. I would love to go on a date and just like. Turn it into a podcast episode. Turn it into a podcast episode. I thought about that. Like, like, just first date. Like, hey, let's come to the studio let's just chat because then i can ask them really intentional questions and get to know them very very true but i also just ask people those questions anyway yeah you really do because it's just silly and it's also okay not because i'm partially because i'm nosy but also because i just love getting to know people so intentionally and so deeply that i'm like i'm gonna ask you this question and sometimes Mm. i'm like oh this may come off really weird and come off really strong but let's talk about it yeah so yeah how do you think that people who are 
struggling with masturbation, what can they do? What are steps that you would recommend taking? Hmm. Great question. I think the first thing that is needed is to get rid of what's on your phone that's making you do that. Like, honestly, you were honest. You said that, like, over the summer was a point of weakness for you. Mm -hmm. Same. Um, And it was pretty bad. It was one of the worst ones I feel like I've had in a long time. Um, And then when I came to school, obviously, you live with a roommate. (laughs) Things change. Um, But that doesn't mean that I haven't had those temptations because I still have access to pornography. And let's be honest, I looked at it on the campus Wi-Fi. So, like... I thought it was blocked. What well, was on Wattpad? Uh, they don't block that. Yeah. Okay, uh, okay. Sneaky little way around. So, that's also <laughs> one of the things, too, where it's, like, realize that just because you can have access to it, obviously, doesn't mean that it's good and okay. And obviously, I don't think anybody thinks that. But yeah. it's, like... And also realize that people here on our campus are struggling with that here every day. People, not even on the campus or whether or not they're Christians, struggle with stuff like this every day. Because it can um, consume your life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things, too, where it's, like, I, af- like, literally after we turn these mics off, actually, you know what? I'm going to do it right now, just for the poignancy of it. Yeah. I'm going to delete Wattpad off my phone. So Also, the embarrassing fact that it's Wattpad for me to <laughs> talk about that. Okay, wait. I'll be, I'll realize. Mine was Reddit. Like, oh, There's Reddit nice. threads. That would, not going to lie, that would be hot. Okay. Yeah. Wattpad is officially deleted off proud my phone. Of you. Snaps. So snaps. Snaps. Yes. Um, so I think that's like the best first step is like get rid of what's on your phone because that's the immediate thing that you can do. That's what's going to be the immediate problem. Then I think you sh- like people should talk to a trusted person of theirs. Um, and if you feel, I mean, I obviously know that like some of your audience is not Christian. Um, so they may not feel convicted to like go and be held accountable for this and to stop totally get it totally understand not saying you have to just because we said you need to or like we felt that it's something that people should be doing um but if you do feel convicted tell somebody that you trust that won't make you feel guilty about that don't and if someone does tease you don't let them i don't want to say like don't let them change your mind because i feel like that's so hard to do but like know that you are in fact making a good choice for you if you feel like it's consuming everything that you have because i mean excuse me it can like regardless if you're christian or not christian it can consume your life and i think regardless too like even if it's not now it can get to that point yeah because i don't it's just a spiral it's a slippery slope like i don't know yeah yeah um and then i mean if you are a christian especially if you're a biola student go to the campus pastors go to the cmr i think especially going to the cmr can help to talk about like why you are so like why you do masturbate like what is it for you that makes it so not like needed but like what makes you want to masturbate and i think that can help a lot too with like figuring out how to stop and how to go about that in the best way because i mean although this isn't what we're talking like it can also be an outlet for some you know Mm -hmm. i think it's like yeah i mean you know but we both said like sometimes i'm just tired and i know that this will make me tired yeah and it's like sex addictions are real too and you just kind of really have to find out the core of what it is i mean like mine is because i'm lonely and i'm touch deprived like it is what it is Amen. <laughs> but it's like there's so much more to life than just sex too yeah and i think it's like reminding ourselves that because i feel like so many times it is spoken into our lives and it's spoken through media that sex is everything and sex is how we find our worth sexual appeal is how we find our value but there's so much more than that. And mm-hmm. I think importantly to remind you, whether you're a Christian or not, 
as a believer, I believe that God sees you holy as you are and he loves you. Yeah. Um, and no matter how far deep you are in, you are able to get help. And that first step is talking to someone, someone you trust. Yeah. And I think another aspect of what we can see is like if you are a friend, you know, I think of someone who struggles with this is help holding them accountable, you know, and accountability yeah. um, allows you to talk to them about it. But I also think if you're seeking out an accountability partner that you need to be able to, you know, ask them if they are able to hold you accountable, you know, rather than just putting this on someone, it's like, hey, this is something I'm struggling with. Can we can I come to you when I need you? You know, respecting their boundaries as well as respecting yours. And then from there, you're going to be able to have, I think, a really fruitful yeah. relationship that it's going to help you and benefit your life. Yeah. And I think it's also a good reminder at the end of this podcast. We're not experts at all in this no. field. We're just two friends who are like wanting to talk about it. Um, so And open the conversation. If, and yeah. I think that if it is needed, we can continue this episode. Like, I'm very open to making a part I two. Um, I don't know if people are going to listen to this far in the podcast. But, like, I would <laughs> – like, a segment that I've been longing for is for people to submit their stories and be able to give some advice on that. Or, you know, be able to speak truth into you. I think that is some mm-hmm. a gift that I feel like God has placed in my heart is to really be able to speak words of life into people or, like – Sometimes I just be spitting advice and I'm like, this is not from me. This is wholeheartedly from the spirit. So if you guys have anything you want to chat about on the podcast, anything you want to talk about, send me an Instagram DM, either my private or my, not my private, my both (laughs) accounts are public, either the podcast Instagram or my, my personal Instagram and it'll be anonymous, but we are here to support you and love you. And I think that's why I wanted the podcast, you know, I'd, over the summer had only posted one episode and I was kind of like is this the end of it you know actually November we're hitting a year wow we're hitting a year craziness um but I feel like God has still placed it on my heart that I need to create episodes and to really talk about the hard stuff because talking about the hard stuff or listening about the hard stuff is how we get through life because connections and God has called us to be in community yeah definitely yeah I think also with that, like, if you do have questions that come up because of this, go find the experts. <laughs> go find the experts. They're going to be able to give you so much more information. And then, like, lastly is just remembering that the if you are a friend, remembering that there is no hierarchy to sin. Like, Amen. these sexual sins are in no way any worse than even, like, telling a lie or, um, like, breaking one of the ten commandments god forbid you it might be murder i'm kidding but like <laughs> like there's no hierarchy of sin even though that there is a human one there isn't one in god's eyes all sin is sin and all sin keeps us from him so mm. there's like and i've learned that a lot probably because i have this struggle and this temptation where it's like i have literally nothing better for me to give to the lord than the person who's a who is like transformed and is sitting in prison that person who has now committed their life and is praising the Lord there. That's like, we are brothers and sisters in Christ and we are both equal in the Lord's eyes. Amen. Hallelujah. So good. So we're not professionals. We're just here to talk about this and be like, ladies, we hear you. We see you. We love Mm you. We want to chat. We'd love to chat. You know, I think it's opening the conversation and 
we can definitely do more research <laughs> if there's more conversations <laughs> that need to be had about it yeah. um as we wrap up the episode ellie what's your favorite thing in life right now mm, that's a great question probably my sister's wedding i'm the maid of honor so i have some like big things to do for it i have to plan the bachelorette party oh, well thank you for being on the ep- this episode of the face show Wait, faith what's giving you life to, like, what's giving me life right now hockey games hockey. trevor zegros <laughs> oh my gosh i didn't even tell the listeners uh, ellie and i go to hockey games together yes you guys dm her two of you want to come we get super come, rush tickets we get such good tickets we were right behind the goal it, it was, was so such a good, good one um what's giving me life i've loved going to the gym and going and i actually been walking a lot which i've really been enjoying and just the crisp air in my lungs mm. <laughs> it's good take a moment to breathe important um well thank you guys for listening to this episode of the fan show uh new episode coming soon (laughs) (laughs) okay bye